What is up, ladies and gentlemen? It is James and Savon back again with another episode. Um, today, we're going to dive into, on this specific episode, something called ubiquitous assimilation. And the definition, the long and short, is to take in or absorb anything, everywhere, or everything, everywhere, at all times. Uh, a, a concrete example of this could be um, have you ever walked in maybe Monday or Tuesday to the gym, uh, to work, to practice, and somebody's talking about something um, that they saw on social media or they saw on TV or they saw that some governor, state senator, anyone or any company released, started talking about a specific topic or a specific thing that was happening or coming, and by Friday or Saturday, everyone is parroting the exact same thing. Something uh, that, <laughs> that has happened more recently uh, is related to the vaccine. Um, one person, one senator, the leader of the free world, quote unquote free world, uh, releases something about the vaccine, and next thing you know, everyone and their mother is parroting that you know AstraZeneca or Pfizer or Johnson & Johnson or whoever has the cure to getting us back to normal or what have you. And, and most of this information has already been released without any scientific backing. So it's not to say that there isn't some, some potential uh, scientific backing for certain things being for the betterment of society, but it is quite telling when somebody's talking about the benefit to society of something and there is zero white paper release. There is zero back-end research release. No one can even point to where that came from other than it came from, you know, potentially one of the big four or five, six companies that's owned by the top three companies that own all the media in the world. Uh, and we kind of want to just talk about what this means, the implications, what it means for you, uh, how it leads to potentially and, and plays in line with things like groupthink and becoming an ideologue and, and what have you. And that does not mean idiot um, for any of you that are like, wow, y'all are so mean today. Um, so I'm going to hand this off to Savon and let's kind of dive in a little bit. But it is a topic that is overlooked, but needs to be addressed. Yeah, man. So thank you for setting the stage there. You did a great job. Uh, yeah, man. It's like the last several years, it's it's kind of, I feel it's, it's picked up in its intensity. And it's so fascinating. Interesting how just the, if someone looks at the interplay between something like, you know, censorship or fact checking and propaganda, right? Uh, I think some people overlook the history that this nation, the United States of America, where we currently are sitting, recording, uh, and other nations throughout history, their track record with propaganda. You know, uh, back in the day, you know, we look at the early 1900s. They would literally have movies, like films. The entire film was a propaganda piece, you know? It was something to motivate people to uh, support the war, you know, uh, to motivate people to buy butter, you know, to, to do whatever. Propaganda uh, is, is a vehicle. The message can be whatever it is. And another component of this, the interplay, once again, if we were to look at the philosophical framework of the Hegelian dialectic, right? So problem, reaction, solution, and how marketing and advertising works, right? TV, the reason television is even still around, the way that a lot of these free websites, these publications, this is just a fact of, of economic, you know, basics. Nothing is free. There's always a trade-off, there's always an exchange. And so when we, people use free apps, 
these websites and, and these writers need to get paid. How are they actually making their money? These television networks where you don't pay a subscription to watch Fox or anything, they're making their money from advertising dollars, right? So advertisers come to the network, they go to the website, and they say, hey, we have this message that we want to have amplified through your platform. How much do we have to pay you to amplify our message? And, you know, obviously, I just said a lot right there, but if people can keep that all in mind when all of a sudden there's some new message of the week. There's a new flavor of the day. There's a new story of the month and how it can seemingly come out of nowhere and then immediately be ubiquitous in where the message is being broadcast, but then it finds its host in the minds of these would-be ideologues, and now they are walking carriers of this message then spreading it and affecting others with it. All the while, most of these people are not stopping to actually ask themselves, what is the basis of this message you know what I'm saying? I feel like that might be a more accurate way to describe a lot of what people, they want to use the word fact, they want to use the word lie, they want to use the word conspiracy, they want to use the word, you know, story, this, that, and third. It's like, which message works too. You know, what is the, 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 the root message that's being conveyed and um, what's the ultimate goal, the end goal of that message being conveyed and, um, you know, the assimilation, the taking that message on. It's one thing just to hear it, but then to take it on as truth, to take it on as your own compass, your own true north. Uh, without stopping back and really assessing the situation, can put one in a precarious uh, position. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, it's it's not just the um, the PSAs from governments. It's not just the PSAs from companies. It's not the press releases. It's not the scandal breaks. It's everything down to the programming of someone taking it as fact that they don't have any capability to change their life. They don't have the capability based on their race, based on their gender, based on, you know, them needing to claim victimhood um, or adversely or adversely the other side. Um, you look at potentially individuals like I really try to evangelize daring to fail and evangelize personal responsibility. You look at, you know, extreme ownership. There are also individuals that take mm -hmm. on a positive, a net positive message for your life without even realizing why they're doing it either. I, I don't think that it necessarily makes you, I don't think that this, this concept is only used for quote unquote bad or that there's any, you know, mm -hmm. assignment of negative value to it. doing this, in multiple places, but I think we do have to be careful about where things are coming from and, and really get down to the root of why we believe what we believe. And I think we might find that a lot of it has to do with what, you know, grandmama said, what mama said, how we were raised, uh, the book we're reading out of, um, the oral transcriptions to um, the loss of translations over, over seven languages. Um, and then who's talking about it and why are they talking about it? Um, it is, it's, it's not a fun place to be when you realize that you have thoughts and, and feelings and your frustration and you're pissed off at certain people, mm -hmm. uh, certain groups of people. And you realize that there's really no basis for any of that other than that you're consuming the media that is being put out by celebrities, by the news channels, by, 
your friends and family on Facebook arguing about who should get elected, Trump or Biden, and why their identity is 100% tied to that person and how that person is the savior for, you know, Kamala Harris is the savior for all black women that want to run for office. Like that, Mm -hmm. there's narratives that are pushed out there that people start to just accept uh, that aren't necessarily, they're rooted in a message. They're not necessarily rooted in, in truth or opinion. They're they're just things that we don't check. We look to governing bodies to be the fact checkers. We look we look to social media to be the fact checkers. I mean, I know you're not on social media a ton, but it's interesting anything that's on on Facebook, on YouTube, on Instagram, on LinkedIn that's talking about coronavirus. Mm-hmm. It's all, quote unquote, fact checked by the WHO and the CDC. Mm-hmm. So whatever programming that they have plugged into um, those networks mm-hmm. then deems your information misleading, false, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but we've seen something that I think ubiquitous assimilation in a lot of ways can lead to groupthink mm-hmm. very aggressively uh, and almost groupthink on the extreme side. Because then we don't check the governing bodies that are supposed to be governing what's going on here. Yeah. And, or we assign value to those governing bodies and give them a higher value mm-hmm. uh, to then be the, the person that's playing, let's call it, playing God here yeah. with information. Um, I, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure necessarily, other than trying to evangelize that people need to be free thinkers here, mm-hmm. um, I don't know that there's really a way that will rid us of, of this happening. I think we have so much going on all over the place from bumper stickers to billboards yeah. to you open your phone to getting retargeted right here on this thing mm-hmm. um, based on ads of what you were talking about. Like mm-hmm. it's happening day in, day out. I think that uh, we should go into maybe a couple of examples or a couple of ways to to not protect yourself from parroting other things, but to realign and rebalance where you're at in the dissemination of information after you've taken it in. Because uh, I think that that is a skill that if you can master, you can be unaffected mentally from a lot of things. For example, um, people probably, people listening to this probably know that you're not running around on social media all day, every day. There's a lot of things that that went down during the start of uh, coronavirus to when you know we were still meeting weekly mm-hmm. and many many times myself and the other people in our group and I'm referencing our accountability group um, myself and a couple people in the accountability group are very annoyed angry upset about mm-hmm. some things going on some narratives that were they were being pushed and uh, this man sitting across from me unaffected by the narrative that was being pushed because he wasn't taking in the information. He wasn't sucking on the pacifier that was the information. You know, you knew mm-hmm. that things were going on and you have an understanding of what you you find to be truth, what you find not to be truth, and uh, your opinion's not changing, you know? So you're just going to continue to live your life. Uh, what would you say the, the, big, the big three, maybe three recommendations for individuals uh, to not just be a pawn in the mm-hmm. game here and still be able to take in information without... Um, putting themselves in isolation for fear that they're going to take in information that they don't like, but still be able to operate without getting so wrapped up in yeah. this group says, this group says, this side, mm-hmm. my identity's tied to this or, or what have you. Yeah. So another framework that I think could help people understand kind of what we're getting at, because it is an, a bit of an amorphous thing, mm-hmm. is, is two points. 
What of them? I think that another way to break down the, uh, what ubiqu- uh, ubiquitous assimilation is or how it has happened is that never before in modern history, recorded history, has there been so many channels to distribute information and reach people. Like that's what you're talking about with the billboards, the phones, you know, banner ads, all this other stuff. So that is what has given the messaging its ubiquitous nature. It can be anywhere. It's like an omnipresent, you know, message that's being promoted and as a group of people, as a society, we haven't really had to deal with that until very recently, the last few years. And so people have never had to question or, or worry about taking in too much information. Uh, you know, back in the day, you know, how long and for how many decades people espouse the, the, you know, the benefit of knowledge and education. And so I think sometimes there's a, there's a, uh, there's a false equivalency between information and knowledge. <laughs> They're not the same, not even close. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it's like if one doesn't even approach it that way, then they may feel that they're doing a good job by taking in more info. More info. I'm so informed. I've learned so much. I, did you know this? Did you hear this? Did you hear that? Did you hear that? You know, but if someone is only, you know, so then the assimilation is the taking it in, <sighs> looking at it as absolute fact, as absolute truth, you know what I mean? And then not really sitting with the info very long mm. to process it, to digest it, to then cross-check it with something else that may have been the message two years ago, and then ask yourself, or even maybe two weeks ago, hold up, is there, is there some sort of misalignment with something? Was, was there something that they go in and edit the message? What did they edit out? And are you, know, you talking about are you, are you talking about the same body or the same group of people or the same individual parroting two different things mm-hmm. within a short span of time that are almost absolute opposites? Yeah. Because that can happen. And it happens very frequently. <laughs> now, yeah, yeah, yeah. So people don't get all, uh, I acknowledge that sometimes there are redactions, there are changes mm-hmm. because new things come to light. And it's like, hey, what we said was wrong. Let's change it. And I'm all for that. If something was wrong, feel free to correct it, right? But keep that in mind the next time you get some message projected to you and you see it, you hear it, someone tells you about it and you immediately start to believe it. Like, hey, this could be another one of those instances where two weeks from now, a year from now, 20 years from now, it comes out that this was incorrect or that there was something wrong with this mm-hmm. message. So let me not make treat this incoming message with the highest priority as an SOS, mm-hmm. like it's that important. Like uh, it's an emergency? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it's an emergency because somebody might pull up to your house trying to goddamn rescue you and then they're like, oh shit, you were just in the bathtub and wanted someone to bring in your towel, goddamn. Like that's not an emergency. <laughs> You know, and so uh, my tips would really be, first and foremost, I would recommend when you set up your phone, right, if you've already set it up, make sure you disable all that personalized ad shit. Make sure you disable, you know, your phone in the background listening to you. Like, me personally, I'm not a fan of these Amazon Alexas, the Google Voice shit, Siri bullshit, any of this bullshit that's just another way for them to get consent to tap your life. I ain't with any of that. So the thing people got to keep in mind is when you agree to that, because some folks might say, well, they're going to add, they're going to, you know, market to me. They're going to show me ads anyway. I'd rather have the ads be relevant. All right, cool. I hear you. But also ask yourself, you know, are you really in a good habit? Do you need to buy all this shit that they're selling to you? How are these things affecting your life? These things that they're selling to you, maybe those are other Trojan horses to get more access to message to you more. A lot of people don't realize coming down the pipeline is a stream of personalized advertisements that follow you around. You know what I mean? That move with you in real life. And right now it's it's tied to your cell phone, tied to your social media, you know, but it could get far more pervasive than people could possibly imagine, you know, and um it's like if you don't take those those steps now to mitigate that, 
it can only it, it could potentially make the problem far worse. It could exacerbate it. So cut those things off, and there's going to be a lower chance that the information they send to you could strike a nerve. Because when it's all personalized, they they have a pretty good algorithm to know what message to hit you with that can get you riled up, that can get you fired up. And if you go ahead and you make that one change, at least now it's much more likely the information you get is kind of going to be neutral because they kind of, mm-hmm. you know, they only have so much information now. They're moving off of past data and you may be changing and they don't update that stuff to, um, to keep pressing your button really crazy. The other thing I would say is just um, unplug from some of these sources like, because I've been in this, this as well, and uh, a phenomenon that some people refer to it as is called present shock. Uh, there's this author, uh, something Rushkoff, Daniel or David or something Rushkoff, but he wrote a book called Present Shock and Future Shock. Future Shock was the first one. But present Shock is this concept of being overwhelmed with too many things happening concurrently in the present moment. And so people experience present shock when they are, let's say, recording a podcast right now, but then there's something going on on social media and they want to be present for the thing on social media. It's basically trying to be in multiple places at one time and experience things that are happening in the concurrent moment and how that can kind of um, discombobulate and disorient an individual. And taking in all this information does the same thing if you start to take in too much of it because it's like you read one story and then you read another one and then you read some op-ed and look into this other thing and it's like, Back in the day, somebody might have one newspaper to go through in a day, right? Now, people have some new tweet coming out every few minutes. There's a new article every few seconds, you know, and if you're not really in a, in a practice of being in control of how much you're allowing new information to flow into you daily, I'm not saying don't take in new information. It's not what either of us are saying, but be mindful of how much new information you are assimilating on a regular basis before you have really processed the information that you took in prior. Because then it's just like if every day somebody's going to class and they're learning something new, but they're never tested to see if they actually know the information. Like eventually you just like there's this overflow and information starts spilling out of your head and you start to forget older shit because you're, you know, like your brain can literally only hold so much information. A lot of people are dumber than they realize. You know what I'm saying? Like, no offense. You know what I'm saying? This, this is, it just is what it is. You know, we could take IQ tests and then that would demonstrate that fact alone. But, you know, not say that's the only way to measure somebody's intellect. Yeah. But uh, all my point is the average person, and hopefully if you listen to this, you're not average, you're above average. But the average person is far less uh, in tune with wisdom and knowledge than they may think. But rather they're in tune with messaging, they're in tune with the trend. Mm-hmm. But once again, that's not a one-for-one for knowledge or wisdom or discernment. So I think that was only two recommendations. But uh, yeah, man, cut the tea. Don't, don't have a TV. Uh, don't subscribe to most of these news sources. And people are like, where did I get my information from? What do I do? Listen, man, you're going to have to go to some non-traditional means or you're going to have to understand that just because it's in one of these publications does not mean it's true. And just because it comes from an alternative source doesn't mean it's true. You know what I mean? Try to find some base layer truth. One plus one is two. Unless you're talking about imaginary numbers, unless you're starting to do some real weird shit with the mathematics, that's a real baseline thing, right? Energy cannot be created nor destroyed. That's baseline, you know? And uh, obviously those are scientific examples, but try to find the baselines and then build on top of those things, you know, don't just take shoddy scaffolding and then try to stand on and be worried while, you know, wonder why the shit broke. You know, like, nigga, it was shoddy. <laughs> they threw it up really fast. 
Mm. Yeah. So the the two recommendations are what? <laughs> so the two recommendations. Distill them down. Are two recommendations to are disable any personalized advertising. Any Huge. microphone listening on your cell phone, mm-hmm. your connected devices, cut all that shit off. Mm-hmm. The second one is to control the flow of new information, right? So um, basically just be in better control of how you take in new info, whether that's how many podcasts you listen to a day, the type of podcast, how many news damn stories you're reading through a day, you know, how many news sources you have coming in, newsletters, just tweets you're reading, just mitigate how much information you're taking in a day, be more selective with the information you choose to take in. Because if somebody wants to continue to grow and excel and improve in a uh, destination, towards a destination, they're ultimately going to need to cultivate certain skills, certain techniques, certain abilities to get there. So maybe it's a better idea to choose what you're going to learn and what you're going to figure out, and then maybe allow for 20% of new information that comes in freely as opposed to 80% of this free information flowing in that you don't really audit or check, and then only having 20% of that bandwidth to deliberately learn something new because there's a capacity that you're, you're, you know, there is a a true capacity at place of what somebody can take in and process, and if you're not controlling how that gets filled up, you know, you can wind up shit out of luck. Yeah, and I think I'll take the controlling what you're taking in uh, one step further. I mean, we spend so much time on social media. I think that there's another way, not only turning off personalized ads, but uh, there's a mute function mm. on people's stories and feeds. And and I won't say that you should necessarily put everyone into a box and mute everyone or unfollow or block or what have you, because I don't think that you know putting yourself in a vacuum is necessarily the right way to test your beliefs. Mm-hmm. However, I do think... And I do believe that if you have someone that's hella negative all the time, (laughs) you probably shouldn't spend 80% of your time with them. You might want to spend 20% or less time with them. And so just the same, if someone is perpetuating things that are riling you up and you cannot, you've gotten to the core, you know how you feel about it, but you just, every time you see it, it brings about some anger, brings about some emotion that detracts or distracts you from what you're trying to do. There's a mute button. And guess what? IG doesn't tell them there's a mute. There doesn't tell them who who's muted by who. Okay? Yeah. They take that information in for sure and they're seeing it, but you already signed away your life to them when you signed up for mm. that. So let that one go. I think that, you know, people people really get in this habit of, "Oh, I got to make sure that I stay right on up with everything Savon says and everything James says and you know, I got to make sure." And I'll use a couple of our uh, our acquaintances. Yeah. Uh, as an example, where I like, I got to watch Daniel Price's every single one of his reels right when he posts it. Mm-hmm. Not the case. Information, unless he decides to archive it, or unless any of us decide to archive or delete, it's going to be there. Or unless the uh, you know the the tech company itself decides to silence you, mm-hmm. which be careful, you talk a little bit too much about some things that the governing bodies don't want you to talk about, and you will get silenced. Um, however, regardless, the individuals that are in your life that you're spending time around, that you're seeing, that you're interacting with on social, the social media platforms will show you them first. Mm-hmm. If those people are adding to the bullshit energy that you're perpetuating that is ruining your day, maybe you need to mute them. And maybe you can still have a relationship with them, but you can then also control your time with them. I mean, yeah, the personalized ads, they really get shifty with that. (laughs) But so does people's content, especially if you have a relationship with them and then Mm -hmm. it pisses you off when you see it. You're just giving unneeded and unwarranted emotion to something that that other person probably doesn't even have an idea that you care about. 
Facts. And so then maybe you bring resentment into a, a conversation or a relationship because you're pissed off about what they're posting all the time when in fact they feel like they're living their truth mm-hmm. and you never say anything. You're just putting yourself in prison here. Mental prison. We do it in a lot of different ways, but I would say the three recommendations would be those three, especially in this information age. And let's not confuse knowledge and information because they're not the same thing in the slightest. Um, also, I think we should touch on the, um, you know, we should touch on this and then we'll wrap up. The, the individual that's putting out the media mm-hmm. or the body that's putting out the media or the nation state that's putting out the media mm-hmm. or... You know, we have someone like Ryan Holiday exists, mm-hmm. okay? Mass media manipulators out of his own mouth. Not mine, now mine, but his first. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> wrote a book about growth hacking. Wrote a book about called Trust Me, I'm Lying, where he details the ways that he has manipulated media, got people canceled, run a ton of um, a very aggressive ads for American Apparel, mm-hmm. and has impacted and affected a lot of people emotionally. I think it's interesting and i think you also probably need to audit and um i'm sure we all have some ideas about who we needed to be auditing Mm -hmm. but i think that most people don't pay any mind to just because there's an ngo that has a lot of money and it's backed by vc vc capital just because it's a nation state that claims to be free and claims to not be oppressive and what have you just because it's somewhere that you like to visit on vacation or it's a governing body that has a medical classification you don't have to take everything for truth that comes out of somebody's mouth. We are still dealing with people. We are still dealing with individuals and governments and companies that have an agenda. Mm-hmm. Save on and I on this podcast have an agenda to make your life better. Mm-hmm. So the things that we're talking about, we're probably not going to spend time talking about bullshit. We're probably going to spend time talking about things that we feel like we need to bring to your attention for you to better your life. We still have an agenda. It might mm-hmm. be a pure agenda, but we still have an agenda. And you're remiss if you think that anyone that's feeding you information doesn't have an agenda. Right. So I think it's, it's an important thing to do to audit. So maybe that's four recommendations. It's important to audit the source mm-hmm. of the information and where it's coming from. And also look at the history of that source mm-hmm. um, because we very quick to forget things. Very Absolutely. quick to forget uh, that America had enslaved individuals not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we've had indentured servants for years. That still in some places there's all kinds of wild shit going on. Please don't forget. Doesn't mean you can't find it in your heart to not forget, but forgive some individuals that have done some things and continue to live your life, but let's not forget it. Yeah. Let's not forget. Companies do things and then they run a big PR campaign and mm-hmm. try to get out of the out of the hoopla and whoop de doop uh and you know, we saw a couple individuals get put on the main stage about being you know, potentially in a pedophile ring and what have you, and they're very interconnected, and where's all that media gone? That fast. It came and went, goddamn. You know, um, there was the Epstein and, and all that stuff went down, and then, you know, Gisling Maxwell, and the next thing you know, coronavirus is here. You know, and it's like, even that, you know, what's fascinating how there's like this, this there was an undercurrent of all this economic unrest globally, you know, fiat currencies coming mm-hmm. to the end of their show. And then, you know, oh, look how convenient. There's this thing that is crashing the global economy. Oh, fuck. You know, this is so bad, man. Everything was out of control. But this pesky goddamn corona, man, it just came in and it just threw a wrench off in the whole thing. And so to your point about intention and direction, 
You know, it's just just spend a little time critically thinking. Because if you only just take in, take in, take in, take in, and you don't stop and then use your discernment, use your investigatory abilities, use your intuition to audit what just came in. You know, it's like, hey, something could, you have two glasses filled with water. You know, one could have a poison in it and the other one could not. But they could look the exact same. You know, so till you go beneath the surface layer, it can be hard to, 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 you know what I'm saying, set the two apart from each other. So, yeah, man, the internet's a, it's, it's a wild, wild place. You know what I'm saying? The internet can free you. The internet can put you in bondage. So, you know, that's true of many things in life. Just, just keep that all in mind. Sometimes yeah. you're, uh, you know, the person who's claiming to protect you is the one trying to kill you. And those closest to you can do the most damage to you. We're going to wrap there. We're coming up on 30 minutes. We want to respect your time. Thank you for coming out here with us and look forward to a new episode every Monday. We'll talk soon. 9 a.m. Peace.